Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Recording in progress. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to continue on with a little bit of chatter in the world of the NFL. And then, of course, we're going to start kicking off our AFC Power Rankings going 16 through 9, which... I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I have no clue if I like my rankings and by next week, I might have somebody else in my top. I just, the rankings are so hard because of how deep this conference is. As always, I am joined by my COVID infested tag team partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you feeling brother? Yeah, it's been an exciting uh, 24 hours. Got my positive test shockingly positive test uh last night i feel okay other than i feel like i have like sinus drainage yeah my question is are we allowed to put you on the ir and then bring you back in six days i I didn't know what our rules were in our league here so are you ir eligible i guess (laughs) i've been trying to go around and lick as many doorknobs as possible just you know for my wife so no i'm just kidding uh it's (laughs) You know, the smartphone came out in 2007. I think I first got mine uh, like in 2011. I was a late adopter. I was doing the, you know, random number flip phone texting for years. Even when I first met my wife, she's like, I cannot believe you don't have a smartphone. (laughs) So maybe I was a late adopter here, you know, after adopting it well after it became cool and fashionable. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, it's, it's never too late to be late to the party for this one. All right. Well, moving on, before I say something really dumb here. All right. So with that being said, what we're going to talk about today, like I mentioned, but the one big news of the week is Rob Gronkowski has retired um, again. Um, I guess the words are, um, which is interesting because it throws kind of a loop for the Buccaneers and what their offseason looks like. Obviously, O.J. Howard is now gone as well. Um, Cameron Brait steps into that starting role with um, Cade Otto uh, jumping into that, I think, the second, second slot. Otten. Otten. That's what it was. Otto, Otten. I knew I was there somewhere. I know there was yeah. a Ott. And there was just, I needed to add an N. But uh, uh, thoughts on Gronk retiring? I mean, we already have, in my opinion, I think that this tight end position is terrible when it comes to drafting. It really is every year. There's a lot of question marks. I like Cameron Brake, especially early on in the season, because you're thinking that they're going to be without Godwin for a couple of weeks. I think this also elevates Russell Gage, in my opinion, um, for the first couple of weeks of the season. So depending on how long uh, Godwin's out, because I've seen anywhere where people think he might hit the field week six to halfway through the season. In my opinion, I don't think there's going to be any nece- uh, necessity of rushing Godwin on the field. But does this make uh, Brait stock go up for you? Fox, and what are your overall thoughts, man? Yeah, I mean, Cameron Brait's been one of their better options at tight end for a couple of years. It does make me wonder, you know, people have suggested because they went out and drafted a few tight ends that they kind of saw this coming, which is possibly true. Um, I also wonder if it would have changed 
their mind about uh especially seeing you know what oj howard signed for if they thought that gronk wasn't going to be there i kind of always figured he'd come back for one last run especially when brady came back um but it didn't happen brate's been good for them brate was better than oj howard a couple of those seasons too they also signed veteran darren fells uh so they have some depth but i think it's really going to be about the wide receiver position um you know maybe we get a chance to see tyler johnson do something scotty miller still there brashad perriman still there Vincent Smith, a guy that we've seen do things when he was with the Jets. Cyril Grayson had some moments last last year. So it might be about that. Might open up a few more opportunities for the running backs. I think Brate's probably going to be a good red zone target, probably a tight end too. That, you know, if he gets you a touchdown, you're in great shape. If he doesn't, then you rolled the dice and came up with a bust. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot of the tight end position this year. Like it's just going to be hope and a pray. If you don't take somebody early, um it, it all depends on on kind of what happens from there but um with that being said baker mayfield truck talks are heating up for trades um between seattle and carolina is on the table um i personally feel like the best fit here is seattle um i just carolina is an option for sure but i really just want matt Carell to start so i don't want carolina to be an option um also it, it would just be very weird dynamic for that many like you have Darnold there you have Baker obviously Baker probably comes in and starts I think Baker goes in and starts at either place but fantasy wise I mean obviously Seattle is a gold mine for weapons as long as Lockett and, and Metcalf stay for the season I still think that team's going to be kind of bad but I think Baker kind of might bring them to a little bit more relevancy um I don't think Baker's a great quarterback by any means, but I do think he's a, a formidable quarterback that can get the job done in certain things. Um, but as far as fantasy wise, I mean, you're probably looking at a guy that will go 20 to 24 touchdowns and, and probably 10 interceptions on the season and not a bad, you know, quarterback too. Um, if he's starting uh, Carolina, his stats might differ a little bit, but even in Carolina, it's not too bad. They have weapons. They have Christian McCaffrey, so they have do have pieces there as well. I just think that I my preferred fit if you if you um, are rostering Baker, you probably want to see him more so in Seattle than than Carolina. But I don't really think that either is a terrible option. What about you, Fox? Yeah, I definitely think Seattle's the better option. Um, Metcalf, Lockett, they also traded for Noah Fant, so you have oh, yeah, a, a pretty top too. end tight end. Um, they have several good running back options they're always going to run heavy to support which that worked for him in cleveland they have a better mind on defense and if you're looking at a franchise perspective i would much rather be going to seattle than to carolina that's not to say either is an elite franchise but i think this is the swan song from that rule i like christian McCaffrey. if he gets hurt what are you doing i like dj Moore. Uh, but Robbie Anderson already took public shots at Baker Mayfield. Sure, he erased those, but you know, I'm not I'm not bullish on him going to Carolina. I think that could end up being a real awful situation. We've seen several quarterbacks go to Carolina as their supposed chance to reboot their career, and it's gone down in flames. Um, I don't think there's anything about that system that speaks to me. I also still think Cleveland's pretty dumb for for moving him right now because they're honestly setting themselves up to have an entire season of Jacoby Brissett. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, it's, it's the whole the, the whole dynamic here. I think they I think they have to get rid of him. And I think at the end of the day, I think Baker doesn't want to be there. And I think that's part of it too. I think that's a lot of why they're trying to appease Baker here with the trade. Obviously, they're setting themselves up with, for failure because even the reports are now that Watson is expecting to be suspended for the entire season. Um, he just settled 20 of the 24 cases out of court. That helps um, bring closure, in my opinion, to this potential future closure of this uh, dynamic here. Um, but enough, we've talked enough about that guy. Um, with that being said, um, like I said, we're going to touch on our AFC rankings. There's a lot. Uh, Fox, let me be honest with you. Did you struggle with your bottom? Would you struggle with the one through 16 at all here? Like, I feel like it's kind of top heavy-ish, your top four. My top four was kind of easy, in my opinion, to kind of lay out. But everybody else um, from maybe outside of the bottom three here for just the 2022 season, I struggled in five through 12 placing these guys, 13 placing these teams. Yeah, well, and that's honestly the case. It's tough because you have some teams that I actually don't think are bad teams that went down um, into this bottom eight. I, I think there is legitimately 13, possibly 14 teams that could be in the playoff mix in the AFC. And that's when I was doing my combined power rankings. I have a lot of my AFC teams going in there before I start getting too deep into the NFC. And I think that's the tail of the conference and that's going to be an unfortunate situation for a couple of these teams where you know I like the coaches I like what they've done with their roster I could see a lot of teams in the AFC finishing no worse than six or seven wins you know I think most of the probably dreadful records are going to be in the NFC uh, especially you know if Baker ends up doesn't end up going to Carolina um, it's it's tough. You know, even my 15 and 16 teams uh, in the AFC, I feel like they have spunk. All right. So hit me with your 16 through 13. So 16 for me is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I liked Trevor Lawrence coming out. I don't know if they put him in a great situation. I'm not incredibly high on Travis Etienne, and I don't know if he's totally ready to come back. They don't really have much behind him. Um I liked Christian Kirk as a an option, but I don't know if he's carrying a wide receiver core with uh, Marvin Jones, uh, LaVisca Shabust, and uh, Zay Jones. I am tired of believing in Evan Ingram, and I'll be honest, I don't think Doug Peterson is quite the offensive genius he got credit for. The Jaguars, if they were in the NFC, they'd probably be middle of the pack, but in the AFC... I don't think they improved themselves that much. Then I have the Houston Texans. Um, they're not an incredible team, and I think they're still a year away, but I actually like what they've been doing on their roster. The one thing that gives me pause is probably their coaching situation. I don't know. You know, maybe Lovey Smith is ready to really carry that team. We saw him have some good years in Chicago, but it almost felt like a placeholder move, and I don't really understand exactly what they're doing. Um, still, like Davis Mills, I like Brandon Cooks. Um, they had a pretty exceptional draft, so I'll be curious to see. I don't think they're going to be a great team, but they might be a fun team. 14 for me is the New York Jets. 
I had a tough time here too because I like a lot of the moves. I thought they had a fantastic draft. I like their coach. But the AFC is just a loaded conference, and I think they lack some experience, and that was ultimately what dropped them down. And the same is true of number 13, which is the Miami Dolphins. I liked their coaching move. They made some big roster moves. I'm not all out on Tua like some people. I think he's going to have a good season. But you look at the AFC, and you're like, can I justify putting them any higher? And I just couldn't. I think they could be in the playoff hunt. I think the Jets, potentially, there's a scenario could be in the playoff hunt. It's just that's the AFC in 2022. Yeah, we have the same four. I just have the Jets and Texans flip-flopped, and I went back and forth on them. I'm Jaguars, Jets, Texans, Dolphins. And the, the thing about it is, is the Dolphins, I had at one point where I had them as high as eight and nine. Like, I, I teeter-tottered around. I don't love Tua as much as everybody else, but I also didn't hate Tua coming out. I thought he was a good prospect. I just didn't think that he was as good as the hype. But they're building a team down there that's really good. And, and having Tyreek Hill, that's, that's, that's next level. I think people don't understand how, how much of a presence he brings to the football field and how much he really helped Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes is a good, great quarterback, right? But having Tyreek Hill on your team really does help. But then, of course, you have Tyreek Hill. And then, of course, you have Waddle. That's a dynamic duo that is going to be very hard to stop. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins ended up with a better record than the Patriots this year. Like I can see the Patriots taking a step back because they've had a rather lackluster offseason. Like their offseason has been brutal. But the reason the Patriots are a little bit higher is because of their coaching staff, their their experience. Mac Jones looks really good. I think Mac Jones is going to be even more eager in year two to really try to come out and show that year one wasn't a bust. So, the, 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 and, and, and like you said, you like pieces on a lot of these different teams that it's hard to really justify or really hard to have them down so low. But this 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 packed here, these, these bottom eight, outside of the Jaguars and, and, and the Texans. I don't think the Texans are there. And I don't like Zach Wilson at all. I think Zach Wilson's not very good. So that's the reason why I have them at 15. But my 12 through nine, I, I went crazy. At 12, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that I believe in. But also, again, I don't know where to put these guys in that dynamic. Um, number 11, I have the Cleveland Browns. If Deshaun Watson was starting 17 games, he this team would probably – be a lot higher I don't think he is so I can't bank on like you said Jacoby Brissett playing 17 games for them and then number 10 I've got the Las Vegas Raiders um, another team I had them as high as seven I had them as high as seven I flip-flopped with another AFC West division foe but when it came down to it I came down to quarterback play and I like that quarterback just a little bit more than I like Derek Carr who I think is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in all of football anyway and then number nine, I've got the Tennessee Titans. This one might get me thrown off a bus, but I don't love what this team did. I thought A.J. Brown was the heartbeat of that offense outside of Derrick Henry, and they might be good and they might prove me wrong. They could make the playoffs. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't really. They could win this division, and it wouldn't surprise me because Frank Wright is an overrated coach. But I just don't like this football team. I don't think they did a lot of things this offseason to get better. I think they regressed, and you're regressing in a year where every team in front of you and even some behind you in this aspect got a lot better than you. And that's the problem. You know what I mean? You've got a division who the Texans aren't going to be an easy beat. 
They're not. They're not a they're not gonna be a great team, but I don't think they're gonna be a team. There's gonna be weeks where the Texans get blown out by 40, and there's gonna be weeks the Texans beat teams or come close to beating teams they shouldn't even be in the ballpark with. And I think that's the kind of football games that we're playing with there. And and I just don't believe in this Tennessee Titans film team, and I do not believe in Ryan Tannehill. And if you listen to this podcast, that should not surprise you at all. Fox, where are you at 12 through 9? Yeah, it's amazing. You and I didn't compare lists. I actually remember not to put it on the sheet uh, yeah. this time. Um, but we have seven of the same bottom eight, and we have a couple in the actual same position. The next six teams for me, the four that we're going to go over and the two right above them, were I went back and forth a lot of times. I don't have the Titans in the bottom eight, but I really went back and forth. They're like right at eight for me. <laughs> so that's the only difference. I'm guessing the one that I have, which is Patriots, you probably my have. Yeah, my yeah. <laughs> so. So we're we're pretty close. I actually have the Steelers in the same position as you at twelve, and it seems blasphemous almost because I love Tom, respect him. <laughs> I love Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson. They're a little unsettled at the quarterback position, and I think that's enough in in a in a division and a conference where I think you're going to end up seeing a whole bunch of teams bunched between seven and ten wins because of the parity. That was enough to bump them down a little bit for me. Uh, At 11, I have the Patriots. Um, They did not have an incredible offseason. I still don't know what they're doing at wide receiver. And the one thing you would say is where we're tilting in the teams that seem to be putting themselves out front is going big on offense. All the AFC West teams created an arms race. Buffalo is a big high scoring team. Baltimore, when they get all their pieces together is a high scoring team. Even Cleveland, if they end up getting Watson, they went and got Watson Cooper. They're trying to be a high scoring team. That just doesn't feel like new England almost feels like they're moving to a throwback of Tom Brady's early days. And I get that from a coaching standpoint. The only reason I don't have them lower based on roster talent is because of Bill Belichick. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. because exactly. of my immense respect yeah. for Bill Belichick. And that's the only reason why I have them at eight. Like, that's the yeah. only reason why. Ten for me is also the Raiders, just like you. And I love Derek Carr. I love the Devontae Adams move. I think they could have a real fun offense. I don't trust their coach at all. Um, I think Wonder Josh why. McDaniels is <laughs> horrendous. And I don't know what their defense is going to be like. I like the Chandler Jones pickup, but that and that alone, you know, I really liked what Rich Passaccia was doing last year. And I don't understand why Mark Davis felt like he needed to dump somebody who was having success and getting that team to respond in favor of getting a name. And I think that may actually set the Raiders back a little bit this year. Um, and then nine for me is probably the most fungible team, which is the Cleveland Browns. Cause I think even with, Jacoby Brissett they have such a strong running game and such a good defense in a division that they could actually hang with people and still be a seven eight or nine win team but you're right like 
it is a complete unknown and that's where i don't really understand what they're doing with you're probably right baker has to go at this point in time but it's looking more and more likely like trading baker is just locking yourself into a middling season where they're not going to make the playoffs and at which point do we start to feel some pressure for their head coach who had a had one phenomenal year they the wheels really came off the bus last year if you have another mediocre year teams are getting older the other question I have about the Browns is simply depth you know a lot of this is pinned on Njoko being what we think he is you know on Schwartz and Donovan Peoples-Jones being able to step up big I liked Mari Cooper but he's literally their only for sure thing wide receiver right now but they have such a good set of running backs and they they've played so well and built such a solid core it was hard for me to drop them all the way down so they end up being ninth for me that's that's a team that i found myself hard rating i i, I had them at 11 it wouldn't surprise me like you said it, it, it's just it's depth it is it's depth for me i i don't I don't know. I trust the other eight quarterbacks I've got, you know, the other teams in front of them. I, I like the Raiders a little bit more than you do. Um, I mean, it doesn't say it doesn't doesn't show because I have them at 10 too. but um, I still think that we're in a scenario where all four AFC West teams make the playoffs this year. I really believe that might happen. I like the Raiders a lot. I like McDaniels a little bit more than you do. I'm hoping that he has matured over the last couple of years and my his first yeah, step, so- of mat- the first step of maturity was locking up Derek Carr as quarterback. Um, <laughs> but the first sign that he hasn't learned a thing is him signing Jarrett Stidham to be the backup. But well, he's hoping that uh, you know the car doesn't get hurt. Um, I don't even know. But next week should be interesting. I I would be interested to see how close we are. Um, Sixteen through nine, we only missed one team, and we had a lot of those slotted within a, a, a number or two, which is pretty crazy. Like I said, we didn't. Um, we didn't do anything where we talked about them. We don't, we just kind of go fly by the pants radar. Um, so it'd be interesting. And then of course, next week we'll touch on eight through one. And then as of right now, we're going to transition into Fox and I's favorite portion of the show, the movie corner, um, kind of a lot to talk about, um, a lot's releasing this weekend. Um, we had Beavis and Butthead do the universe, which I have not watched yet, but I didn't even know it was coming out. Fox told me about it. I can't wait to watch it. I love Beavis and Butthead. Um, Black phone drops in theaters. I did see that. Did not love it. Um, I think it's overhyped and it's kind of sad because I was excited to see that movie. Um, Lightyear is still lingering around in theaters, even though it kind of um, had a lackluster input output at the box office. Um, the Phantom of the Open opens a little bit more wide this weekend, which is kind of nice. The end of Obi-Wan Kenobi happened um, on Wednesday. Umbrella Academy season three dropped. Joe Kim Booster stand-up on Netflix dropped. And the best thing that's going on this weekend is Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, which I have officially seen twice. And I understand people's uh, thoughts about the film, but to be honest with you, they're all wrong because the movie is perfect. So I don't care what anybody says. I think it's amazing. I loved it. I love what Baz Luhrmann did. I grew up on Elvis. Um, the idea of Elvis, not on Elvis, I'm not that old, but um, I just felt like he, you could feel the love that he put into the film and Austin Butler gives one of probably the top 10 performances of the last 20 years. So that's, it's, I loved it. Um, and Fox, you saw Lightyear and I think you liked it a little more than I did. Um, 
I, I, I'm not surprised by it not doing well at the box office based on a several different scenarios. I don't think any of them have to do with um, um, Chris Evans replacing Tim Allen. Um, but um, the big one for me is, is it just came out a week after Jurassic World and that hindered the box office. I think Top Gun is, is closing in on a billion dollars and that's going to hurt the business. People, families don't really have the money to really be forking over a hundred dollar trip. If you've got, if you got a wife and two kids, a wife and two kids, that's a, that's a hundred dollar visit. So the kids, you even, you talk to the kids, you want to go see the dinosaurs or do you want to go see Buzz Lightyear? And a lot of the kids don't exactly remember Buzz Lightyear or aren't always, you know, well informed with Buzz Lightyear. We've had two other Jurassic Worlds come out in the last couple of years Obviously, with COVID, it, it kind of ex- expands a little bit, but I just felt like that really hurt into the box office. They could have extended it, maybe came out a little bit later. But um, thoughts on? Did you watch the Obi Wan finale? I did. First, I can't wait for you to go see Elvis a third time and sneak in your iPhone, record it, and then send it to me because this feels like the kind <laughs> of movie that screams to be seen on a secret iPhone recording. Because obviously I'm not, I'm not, uh, since I actually uh, respect people, I'm not, I'm not going to be going to the theater this weekend. <laughs> I am watching everything at home. I watched Beavis and Butthead this morning. Um, it's an hour and 40 minutes of my life. I'll never get back. Uh, I did watch the Obi-Wan finale. I liked it a lot. Um, I think I ended up giving, I just put my scores and I think I gave the series an, an 80%. I, I thought it, delivered i there was a lot of things about the final confrontations and the way he kind of sets things up that i that I enjoyed um some cameos i thought they did a good job they've done a pretty good job with with their star wars series uh so far um this one delivered Lightyear. um i think the only i don't think you're necessarily wrong i also think it was hard to tell what the film exactly was going to be about if you were if you were the trailers are Andy's, completely vague. If you were Andy's age, no. please tell me why you would watch yeah. that and not have about a thousand cats. Why well, would you not? I'd, I'd rather yeah, have socks. socks. I'd rather well, wear socks. The idea of them retconning that story into that it was Andy's favorite. There was nothing actually about that story, I think, that necessarily appeals to kids, which might be another part of the... Uh, problem there but i think the real the real shame of it is lightyear was the one that they decided to put back in theaters because pixar has dumped exclusively since i think since soul at the at christmas 2020 might have been the one before that they've been putting them straight to disney plus and there's been a lot of hue and cry that you're depriving and, and you could make all this money it not doing well at the box office i feel like reinforces that marketing strategy for Disney and maybe it is true that it's easier for them to get subscribers and get families to pile everybody around the TV for $6.99 a month than it is to go you're right ticket prices are a lot concessions are a lot yeah I agree uh, 100%. but I thought it I thought it was entertaining I liked socks um I liked it for what it was I thought there was a few emotional moments but I've always felt a little bit like Toy Story almost appealed to adults more than kids and that might be part of the 
part of the situation with Buzz Lightyear too, the things that I resonated with would probably kids wouldn't have even got like when he comes back and he sees that video message left for him by by his friend i'm like oh man i'm, I'm not emotionally prepared Just, for this right this and that right the yeah. second and kids are like well what's going on here why is this where are the robots you know toy story 3 is remains my favorite pixar film that is not a kids or i mean kids can watch it but the people <laughs> that fell in love with that movie were not children they they were grown darn adults who yeah, felt some tug of, to their childhood. It's my second favorite Pixar movie ever. So, what's your favorite Pixar movie? Maybe Ratatouille. I love that movie. I love that movie. I forgot. I love, love that movie. Um, yeah. Oh, and uh, I was gonna say something. Oh, I watched Spiderhead. I didn't love it. I didn't really like it. Oh, you know, I like. Chris Hemsworth is a lot funnier than people give him credit for. I also um, think that he's a terrible actor. Well, you and I can agree to disagree there. I actually think he'd be better um, if they if he did more comedies. A couple of my favorites of him are uh, the Vacation reboot from 2015, where he's Stone Grand. Well, actually, a few uh, went. Uh, a couple of my favorite Chris Hemsworth movies are going to be in binge watch the week that Thor Love and Thunder comes up. But that his his uh, side supporting role in the all female led Ghostbusters was Hilarious. incredible. So you get little pieces of that. I don't think this movie was incredible. We've seen Miles. We saw Miles Teller be great at the end of May, and he's not. This that movie was nothing. The I movies the we had so many movies. Out. It wasn't flushed out. It just, it wasn't very good. It wasn't very thought out. I didn't love it. I'm not a big fan of it. And, and you're right. There was just so many other things happening. It just kind of got dumped. Well, it was the least, it wasn't even the best Netflix movie that released last week, which is the documentary halftime. I just Um, watched that last night. Incredible documentary. And it made me realize how much I fucking hate the Academy for snubbing her. I know that that was a little brutal to watch over and again i think that was also some of Lightyear's problem there were so many streaming options and they were fun i liked jerry march go large more than you did i appreciate i gave it, it three stars it i know i said i liked it more than you did not that you didn't like oh oh gee i think you gave it three and a half though right yeah apparently i've gone soft in my old age but not that soft i really i i don't think it's anything that like is to like run no. home about but it's really it's enjoyable i liked it and it's a story I, I knew nothing about i think it would have been maybe this is part of your thing i didn't care that much about the harvard dude yeah um, i, I just think it would have been either. better without that because yeah, there's so much charm and personal larry wilmore that dude killed me in all oh, of this scene yeah. is and Ray, that was one of the better rain wilson performances yeah. uh you know that. annette yeah. benning and brian cranston were charming it's a little movie it's probably going to be the the lightest scene because not a lot of people were on paramount plus but they've actually developed into a pretty decent streaming service i agree with that yeah they've had they uh they did marry me that was marry me right uh marry me was went to peacock Oh, whatever they're all the fucking same to me i can never remember which one's which i can you never should, remember you should watch south park streaming wars because that's all they make jokes about is that's funny. nobody being able to remember. i started watching uh players um it's on paramount i did too uh, cream cheese and organism yeah um i enjoy it 
Um, I can, I can say that I've, I can, I think I can say that I've seen the whole season. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I have said that, but I have seen the whole season. I've been doing recaps over at Ready, Steady, Cut for it. And I really like it. It's, it's not, it's not great, but it's enjoyable. Like the characters are fun. And, and I think that's just part of me who like, I like to play video games. I even wrote this one uh, in one of my recaps. I'm like, I was excited about the series because I'm a gamer, but, and then I put in like parentheses, a mediocre one, um, but it was different. I, I kind of enjoyed it. And I think my favorite part of that entire thing is Guru, who is played by Moises um, Storm, who is downright hilarious in that series, but I like it. Did you watch I that? Think, so I watched the first two, but I have actually never played that kind of game. And I don't really understand the fascination with either of those kind of games or people oh, watching I don't understand the game of either, those games. But yeah. I like play Call of Duty. That's all I play. So the only game I've ever played is Madden or MLB The Show. So yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I would. I just, I've just never really understood. Well, I guess when I was in college, I played Civilization on the computer. But I mean, next thing you'll be like, I played Oregon Trail. Um, I I did actually play Oregon. Yes, I'm old as hell. I played it too. So that's, I mean, I'm not that much younger or much younger than I'm not that much, whatever. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I don't know, but I liked it. Players is fun. Um, According to my other- wife, my internal age is closer to the eighties. I, <laughs> I had a oatmeal raisin cookie. I bought them on purpose. Cause I actually kind of like them. My wife too. was so horrified. She had to start a uh, text chain with her family to discuss like that. She married an old man. I was like, what about raisin cookies? I didn't really like all my raisin cookies until my well, met my wife. I think they're good. My wife called them a punishment dessert, which was really hurtful to me. Tomorrow, loot drops, Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I've seen six episodes of that, and I think it's really good. It's fun. It's funny. Um, and one other thing on Apple TV right now is for the love of mankind or for all mankind. For all mankind. Yeah, Sorry, do, yeah whatever do, that is. Doing the recaps, the best show on Apple TV Plus, the best show on television right now. I wouldn't go that far, but I've never seen it, so I can't really tell you. Yeah, that's why you wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far because it's not better than, I don't really know what I'm thinking about right now. I'm excited for the one that's coming out, um, six episode miniseries with uh, Taryn Egerton. What is it called? Black Phone. No, that's the movie. spider-man I, I don't remember what it's i don't remember what it was i don't know taryn angerton's in it what is that called matthew fox you're supposed to help <laughs> me you're the tv man what the fuck is wrong with you i don't know um, i didn't look that far ahead because blackbird uh blackbird oh it's right blackbird holy shit yeah i was right it's no blackbird. you called it black phone well i know i called it that but i just said blackbird before i saw blackbird on the screen it's the six episodes coming on july 8th i'm excited about it because it's about um this guy who he plays Jimmy Keen, who is sentenced to 10 years in minimum security prison, but he cuts a deal with the FBI to befriend a sus- suspect serial killer. Um, and he has to get a confession out of him, which is played by Larry Hall, which is Paul Walter Hauser. So I'm pretty excited about that series. Ray Liotta is actually in the series as well. Oh, um, sad. But uh, all right. So we're going to end it here because we're off the rails and I don't even really know. It took me 20 minutes to figure out Blackbird, but I'm excited about that series. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Um, we've got some fun things coming out. Um, football season's inching closer and closer. Um, we'll probably have another draft here early in July. I, we had a lot of fun with that, and I know you guys listening did as well. I think we'll probably do another one just because I think they're fun and interactive. Made me and, realize I'm in no way ready for the redraft season. 
I'm not ready for anything when it comes to the season. I went um, back and looked, and I was like, Justin Herbert at 212 in a one-quarterback redraft league. I'm a moron. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the offseason has in store for us. We're going to do some uh, previews here in the near future with some sports betting. We'll have our buddy Chris Clarkson on with us to talk about some over and unders and, and season totals and all that other good stuff as we give our predictions as we inch closer to the season. And until next week, we'll talk to you guys later. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.